I was always this awkward kid growing up with this massive head. I grew into my head. Um, like <laughs> I, I came out of my, my mom's womb with the size head and my body was tiny and I just grew into my head. And I always say that, um, tweet that, shit. you know, getting, <laughs> you know, becoming South Africa's sexiest man to me was like uh, sleeping with the queen of England. Um, <laughs> it's not something you work towards, but if it happens, it's an honor. What's up, hustlers? Welcome to the Matt Brown Show. Legacy. As an entrepreneur, it's important to think about your legacy because in reality, you are writing your legacy every single day. But for many of us, it takes strength, courage, and wisdom to build a legacy that truly means something. You see, your legacy isn't just about what you accomplish in your life. In truth, it's about what you inspire others to do because of what you accomplish. Our guest today is none other than Maps Mapignani, one of Africa's most influential young black entrepreneurs. Maps is a multi-talented business brain, movie producer, and celebrity, and we discuss what he has learned in the process of building multiple successful businesses, which has left a truly inspiring legacy of his own. Surprisingly, Maps won Cosmopolitan Magazine's Sexiest South African Man Award in 2013, but hasn't won that award ever since. And to make up for that, he decided to smash a unicorn with a baseball bat in the studio. So without further ado, enter Maps Mapignani. How's it, guys? Welcome back to another cracking installment of the Map Round Show. Today, we're going to have a chat about influence with arguably one of South Africa's preeminent leaders in the influential space, if there is such a thing. I can see him nodding in agreement with me. <laughs> Maps, welcome to the show, dude. Come on board. I know, I know. Exactly. I'm done with the hugging for the week. I nice so haircut, dude. Oh, thank you very Looking much. Looking fresh. And, I know. Uh, I got it especially nice. for you, dude. Fantastic, dude. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I would have judged the last one. <laughs> so, so explain to me about the hat, man. What's the relevance of the hat? You're Mr. You know Fashionista. How did you know I love green tea? Dude, I don't know. It's a telepathy. Yeah. You know, you just get to know people. No, you know what? There's nothing better than a show that does its research. <laughs> and um, the green tea is just what I like. Dude, we've done research. In fact, what we've done for this particular episode, because I'm tired of doing intros, is actually I've reached out to Siri, mm -hmm. uh, which is AI. Um, Preferably Bixby on Samsung, but it's all good. <laughs> well, let's have a laugh about that because <laughs> we, we were playing around with Siri earlier on. Um, and just bear with me. Um, Siri... Search for Maps Mapignani on Wikipedia. I can't seem to find anything about that on Wikipedia. Okay. Search Maps Mapignani Wikipedia. She's going to get my surname wrong every time. Okay. I found this on the web for Maps Map. <laughs> Siri, you got this right 100% of the time the last time. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I'm not sure I understand. Wait, wait, wait. Who is Maps Aha. Here's the contact info for Maps Mapanyani. <laughs> <laughs> Search Maps Mapanyani Wikipedia. Okay, check it out. It's going to be funny. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Read page. 
Masego Maps Maponayen is a South African television presenter, actor, fashion designer, speaker, model, creative consultant, voice-over artist, philanthropist and business entrepreneur. That's a long list, dude. <laughs> Damn, thanks, Siri. I forget a lot of the time. Yeah, um, yeah. I get lost. <laughs> Who wrote that for you? I have absolutely no idea. Is this, so legitimately, like, it was the, the interwebs. Yeah, I don't Google myself. I've seen a few times I'll get like that bio changes quite often. So sometimes in titles, I get uh, Professional Man Crush Monday. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I've been born in Colombo, Sri Lanka. Really? Wow. Yeah, How was Colombo. that? Was it good? Um, geez, yeah, it was tough growing up there. Um, <laughs> so I moved to Africa. <laughs> and yet here we are. <laughs> you know, uh, well, Sri Lanka's right next door to South Africa, right? It depends um, on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but I, yeah, I've seen all sorts of things. Like there's, there's things that's like, <laughs> it was, there's a section that's like claim to fame. Um, friends with Tolas Mo. And like really random stuff. So people switch around all the time and um, yeah, you know this stuff. As soon as it's uh, usage for public uh, control, everyone will just have fun with it depending on what happens. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. like you're not in control of your own brand exactly, and your own exactly. story. It's pretty, yeah. Isn't that a bit like unnerving for you in some respects? It is a little bit, but it just like, I guess if anything, it makes me in a way um, want to keep doing like some really dope stuff. That people get offended if someone gets it wrong or doesn't put like certain information there, and then you have this, um, you know, awesome pulled partnership of people that follow what you do to make sure that your um, your your info and data is on point. So it's, it's I guess it's kind of uh, flattering as well. Um, but um, yeah, thanks, mom. The <laughs> only person I can think of. <laughs> you know, for most of us. Time is what we want most, but what we use worst. So why not let digital kung fu make the most of your time by letting us market you, the brand behind the brand. Check out digitalkungfu.co.za to get your hands on our curated content packages specifically for busy entrepreneurs. But how would you describe yourself? I mean, there's, there's about a bazillion adjectives there. Uh, like, who, who are you? Like, is there, is this, are you allowed to swear on the show? Please. Oh, um, it's honestly curious as fuck. Um, that, that is essentially what sums me up. You know, I, um, I actually, for the first time in 10 years um, or nine years since I've had Twitter, I changed my bio yesterday. Um, and, you know, there's something that moved me to change it to this. I have no idea what I changed it to. Yeah, let's um, get it up, actually. <laughs> no, I'm actually okay. Did you Can not change look? it? Are you joking? Oh, no, no, I, I am yeah. joking, but you might as well check it out and read it. I'm having a look. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil the surprise, but I can. Just hold on. You're so you impatient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait. Here we go. We've got maps to drop an F-bomb in the first minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Trying to fit as much life into one life as possible. Essentially, yeah. Well, that's hunger. Yeah. That's basically hunger and curiosity and passion all mixed up Absolutely into one, right? Into that's one. what like, would drive that. You know what? I, I just have always struggled with the concept of just doing one thing just being, and then doing that your entire life. There's so much to do out there. There's so much, um, you know, we're such multifaceted human beings that are always hungry to, to, to try something else, something new. Um, and if you can make something out of it and actually monetize it and allow it to take it to greater heights and, you know, I guess take it to different 
different places that you never thought you could go, um, and you'd be surprised as how much you can get done um, and how much time there is to get these things done and how much you can push yourself to reach that maximum potential. And I think I'm always striving towards that. Your dad was a pretty highly regarded overachiever when it came to football, I believe. It's decent, yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously he won African Cup of Nations and all that kind of cool stuff. First and only time I believe he won that. Yeah. Um, so your father, like I love to explore the dynamics between like overachieving children and their overachieving <laughs> yeah. parents. Yeah, yeah. Like what was the greatest lesson your father ever taught you? Um, well, honestly, the first and foremost is to always, um, you know, never take for granted uh the people around you. Um, I used to see him on the streets where he'd be in a rush somewhere and just wanting to get there and then he'll get stopped, but he'll always stop and take the time out to say hi to someone and connect with them and really appreciate uh, the fact that they take any interest in what he does. And I think it was uh, something that, that's so beautiful to be generous with your time and acknowledge the fact that, you know, you're not an island essentially. Um, and the fact that like, in doing what 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 I do, or you know, in, in in I guess in needing to survive and have longevity, I'm gonna need those people around me because they've put me where I am, and it's important that I maintain that relationship so they feel they are a part of the growth and they're the reason for the growth. And at the end of the day, with with our people who are in your corner, then you can't really grow at all, um, and you can't really further um, whatever your desires are because you know they'll just get shut down every time. But when people are inquisitive about what you're up to next, and they like the person that you have become over time, and you you are someone that interests them with the work that you do, whatever it is, then you um, then you create something that can really. You, I guess you create a team that just runs with you and will always be fighting for you in your corner no matter what happens um, and keeps you keeps your, long, your longevity going for, for as long as it can and other than that you know um, I guess that curiosity and hunger comes from him as well and the desire to do more comes from him as well and you know he would just like casually drop bombs like sipping tea and not any tea green tea yeah <laughs> And he did uh, you know, I'll, I'll be chatting to him and he's just, you know, I remember he casually one day, I was just like, you know, the reality is that, you know, there's, there's no such thing as impossible. It just takes longer than planned. So if you're wanting to do this and this and this and, and you're just like, so he'll take like that part. And then it, it stuck, it, it's something that's always stuck with me that, you know, whenever I've wanted to think of doing something and I'm just like, oh, I don't know if that would work out or if that would be possible. And... I, would, I just remember that it would just take longer than planned. Patience is such an essential thing to success and to the timing of where you are supposed to be um, at a certain stage. Um, and, you know, he would also, like, reiterate in things like the fact that, you know, genius is essentially being able to take those things in your mind and make them a reality, you know. Uh, if you think of something and you can actually make it a reality, then that's... Um, you know, working towards that genius because it's a hard for a lot of people to be able to, um, I guess, uh, what's the word, uh, extrapolate from their thoughts and create what it is that they're thinking of. What's the bridge between that though? Because I mean, like, let's go back to Siri's Wikipedia page. I mean, it's just, it's like a laundry list of achievements, you know. Uh, world, se- I'm sorry, I have to ask you this. World, uh, South Africa's sexiest man in 2013. What's happened since then, bro? Um, <laughs> Bro, jeez, <laughs> you know what? I, mean, I don't see any other years, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know how you know when you when a lot of people just lose their way when they get married, man. Like <laughs> that was that was my 
Yeah, I just lost my way, man. <laughs> um, I did, yeah, I actually always sort of laugh about that. And I'm just like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, you were, you, you, you're South Africa's ex-man. I'm like, five years ago, man, for a specific publication uh-huh. for a certain group of people. Um, so it's, <laughs> a very small group of people. Yeah, very small group yeah. of people. Um, thank you, mom, to all your phones and your laptops <laughs> <laughs> for the voting. <laughs> but I just, I'd love to explore that to you. Like, we all have ambitions, you know, like, this show is very much about entrepreneurs and trying to help them achieve those ambitions. You know, we all, let's be honest. Though, that's not an ambition. That was just something that somehow just happened. It was a byproduct. Yeah, yeah, like, no, no, I, no, I, know. Okay. I, I, I always say, you know, it's such an awkward, cringy thing for me because <laughs> I had this, I was always this awkward kid growing up with this massive head. I grew into my head. Um, like I, I came out of my, my mom's womb with the size head and my body was tiny and I just grew into my head. And I always say that, um, tweet that, shit. you know, getting, <laughs> getting, um, you know, becoming South Africa's sexiest man to me was like, uh, sleeping with the queen of England. Um, it's not something you work towards, but if it happens, it's an honor. Um, so like, it's just, it's, you know, it's just, uh, it's one of those things. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious, Are you ringing a bell if something's funny? Shit. Yeah, All right. Man. Funny bone. Let's go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Are you feeling lonely on your entrepreneurial journey? Well, it doesn't need to be that way. Check out the Daily Hustle Telegram group powered by the Matt Brown Show and connect with other hustlers from around the world. But I mean, like, I, but we have to land this point now because we keep skirting around it. But what's the bridge then between... Like having an ambition, right, or a vision for yourself, uh, whatever that might be for you, and then making that happen. Like what's your word, like words of wisdom about that? Yeah, so I'm very stubborn, and that's probably why there is, uh, you know, a few things. I There's no plan B. So I'm always a person who, cool, I want to do this. And I'll knock on, if, if, if you see it as a sort of a four-sided door where you're just closed in from getting in at every angle, I will, on multiple times, just keep going, keep going, and keep going, keep going, and knocking and knocking and knocking until I can bang it down. I'm not going to go now, go look for another entrance or another um, door altogether. But I'll, I just, I'm one of those stubborn people who, if there's something I want to do in a certain place I want to get to, um, it, there's no two ways about it. It's going to happen. And that kind of attitude in my mind has always made me focus and hone in on those kind of things. You know, it's like, it's, it, it's, it's the fact that I also realize and recognize within myself that I know I'm not, um, you know, the most talented or strongest, fastest, uh, whatever it might be. But I have this kind of thing in my mind that never goes away that, um, whenever I enter any space or pursue anything, there's no one who will outwork me. So my work ethic is what will always uh, come through, and I hope that it you know, trumps all those other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, when, when someone tries to sort of compete with that, it makes it a whole lot harder um, because you know, I, I know what, what it takes and what's required. And that keeps me focused. And you know, I don't take myself seriously, but I take my work serious, and um, I just try my best not to fuck around. Perseverance. Basically. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yep. definitely, definitely. Perseverance. Cool. cool, so let's do quote of the day. So, dude, this is a great... It's not perseverance is in uh, Zulu. Is it? Do, do you know what it is in Zulu? Uh-uh. Nom Zamo. Right. Really? <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, cue... Cue <laughs> laughter. Cue, why are you laughing? 
<laughs> I, I, they went over Personal my head, joke man. <laughs> to a million people. <laughs> So I think that's a great point of departure to quote of the day, right? So why don't you walk us through this one? Yeah, man, I'm just so inspired by a gentleman called Matt Brown. Um, <laughs> he was always a cut above the rest, nice. a bit like his hair. Um, and he said, if you want to succeed, then be willing to fail. Because it's something that comes hand in hand with it. I think for me, this is actually one of the main attributes, as you mentioned. I don't know how I even forgot this, if this is a quote of yours that I just uh, read so deeply. Um for me, there's no point in trying anything if I don't think there's a huge chance I might fail at it. Because if there isn't a huge chance that I might fail at it, then I'm not trying something that is out of my comfort zone or that is groundbreaking enough or different enough or challenging enough. I'm just pretty much just sticking with what I know mm -hmm. and I'm never branching out into anything new or I'm not actually seeing how how much I can push myself, you know? And if there isn't a big risk of failure, then there isn't a um, big chance of, you know, the reward that could come with succeeding. So mm -hmm. it's that whole, you know, as, as you're about to probably But the reward's out. not success, dude. It's learning. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the learning that comes with failure, which is why I always look, like, I look forward to failure. Yeah. You know, that's the reward. Dude, I honestly, um, I can't agree with you more, man. Like, I've failed so many times, it's... Ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? You just got to like love the. You got to love the failure, and you got to love the equally, success. The equally. same, yeah, absolutely. Like, and stop taking it so fucking personally. No, dude, and I think that's a huge thing. Like taking it personally, and I was so lucky to have learned that at such an um, early age. When I was um, when I left, when I finished high school, my parents basically said, "We sent you to a good school. You're on your own now. Make a plan." And I needed to come up with a plan to go to varsity to be able to pay my way through varsity, and. You know, I got into television. I was, uh, you know, quite lucky uh, where I figured I could handle myself pretty well in front of the mic and everything and was pointed in directions of, you know, going for auditions here and there and whatever. But for a very long time, I would just, each time I thought I nailed it, I would just keep getting rejected. And then I would take it personally to start off with. And then I actually ended up realizing that it actually is something that, I know it sounds cliche, but it wasn't meant for me, obviously. That it wasn't something that was meant to be mine. Mm. But I'm just getting better and better, and it forced me to work harder and harder to see how I could, I could possibly distinguish myself from the rest to be um, you know, the best at whatever um, part of what I do is and work hard enough to be able to get to the point of when I'm ready, then it will come to me, but also it will come to me when I'm ready. That makes sense. So, yes, yeah. um, so, so it's a really big thing for me that when you put things out there, right? I'm all about that whole airy fairy thing of putting things out into the universe and working towards those things coming your way. But you can't just sit around and hope that it comes to you because when it comes to you and you're not ready, you're fucked. Like it, <laughs> and you have to know that you have to always be ready, always constantly working because when it comes, you need to take that opportunity with both hands and not drop the ball at all. Opportunity comes but once in a lifetime. Yeah? Exactly. Exactly. But failure for me, if you use the analogy of like a, a, a stream, right? And you're on one side and you want to get to the other side. If you need stepping stones without getting wet, which is the bottom end of the failure barrel, like failure every day is like Elon Reyes uh, said to me once when he was on the show, he said to me, I haven't had a good day if I haven't failed. Yeah. And failure for me is like a stepping stone across that stream or that raging river. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's like you have to get that thing planted. Yeah. Otherwise... You know what I mean? You're just going to get swept away. And it's so so hard to get the, the concept across, which is so rare having this conversation, because people ask me, so what motivates you to get up? And I'm just like, possibility of failing, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Um, Which is a paradox, right? People yeah. go, well, why would you want it? Why would you want to fail? That makes no sense to me. Yeah, exactly. But I think, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know what, how you feel about this, but culturally in South Africa, it's way worse. It's a huge, like, it's a huge thing. And I also learned that from a young age. I, um, I felt like I was a failure from like the age of three when I was already getting compared to my dad in football. I'm like, dude, I can hardly walk. That you must know? have been and painful like, for you, dude. No, absolutely. I remember I would like, as I, I, I obviously grew up. Institutionalized, institutionalized in the game, you know, and just like grew up in the game of football, nonstop playing and everything, um, and and did pretty well. But when I was always constantly getting compared to my old man, no matter what, I just started losing that desire. I'd play a game, score three goals, set up two chances, for example, like a pretty good game. And I'd come off the field and someone would say, your dad was scored five of those goals uh, and, and set geez. up three chances. He was really well known for a bicycle kick. I mean, he set the bar up really high. Like he was really well known for finishing with a bicycle kick quite often. I'd get a cross, uh, uh, they'd get a cross in and I'd um, hit a volley or um, header in, but we'd score from that. And they'd say, oh, your dad would have done a bicycle kick. And then I'm just like. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, I know being an entrepreneur can be a very lonely experience. You sometimes get stuck, don't you? Well, if you're like me, being stuck sucks. But what if you could access the minds of over 850 CEOs who have built companies generating billions of dollars in revenue and access all of that knowledge in a fraction of a second? Well, the good news is you can literally do that today. What my team have built is Matt Brown AI. It is trained on all the interviews, over 850 of them that I've done to date, all my books, all the knowledge capital that has been generated over the last 10 years right here on the Matt Brown Show. And you can get access to all of that right now for free. So how do you get access to this? Well, head on over to mattbrownshow.com and at the top you'll see community. Hit that link, sign up, it's absolutely free and you'll be given instant access to Matt Brown AI and a community of over 100,000 subscribers. So let me ask you this, dude. I find a lot of people. So yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I have to ask you about motivation seeing as we're here. Um, and like, so you get different types of entrepreneurs who are motivated by different things. You get those who want success and you get those who just want a lifestyle for themselves that they never had. But the, the entrepreneur that's motivated by fuck you, <laughs> yeah. right, is the entrepreneur that generally speaking builds much bigger businesses than everybody else. Yeah. It's because they're trying to get out for to illustrate. Not this isn't it. I'm not saying it's true. Maybe it is true. Maybe it's not. But to get out of the shadow of your dad did that motivate you in terms of like all the stuff that we read on Wikipedia and, you I mean, know? I definitely can't deny that. Initially, it was like, cool. I mean, even when I started in the industry, I was just Mups. I didn't have a surname. I think I was I like Madonna, sure. Um, I like I was just like, that was it. I didn't have a surname for such a long time because I didn't want that association. Um, so I really focused on just like building my name. And then only like five years into it, when something had sort of amassed, um, did the surname come. And then people didn't even like think it might have been him at all. And then like a little while after that, him and I did a cover together. And they're like, no ways, you guys are, oh damn, and you're like in your own thing and he's a known thing. And you both did well, oh, well done to your dad. And there's still people every day, but like they're very few in Fabatine who will just be like, but that's not my fault. They'd be like, you see Bafana shit because you didn't play soccer. Um, <laughs> but the, the reality is that Bafana shit because they're shit. Um, and like, it's, it's just one of those things where, um, 
it's it's always going to come with it no matter what but i've just tried to focus as much as possible on um doing what i do as well as i can and you know he created such a great legacy and is creating such a great legacy and has created such an unbelievable name that it's such an awesome thing to run after to be able to do that in a parallel world mm. um and i can feel i'm doing this with matt brown the words i'm using oh jeez um in a parallel in a, in a parallel you know dimension mm-hmm. um to be able to just like it's a parallel paradigm of thinking <laughs> <laughs> exactly um and yeah i think i think if anything it just makes me I'm honestly in my mind every single day constantly just thinking whatever I do I'm just like oh, do better do better do better. People are like shit dude you're living the life you're doing this you're doing that. Um you must feel so good about everything you've achieved but I know it sounds weird or it might not maybe I'm just like doing as shit as I think I'm doing but I honestly think like I haven't done anything special whatsoever and I'm just like literally just scraping the barrel and still trying to make something happen. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm motivated every day by knowing what my pen t- what my potential is but constantly feeling like I'm bang average mm-hmm. or what I've done is bang average mm-hmm. and I need to do better. I think you know when you say stuff like that, right? Um it's still funny that that people still be like what does he do? But culturally, right? Um you're sort of forced to do one thing. So if someone asks what does this person do and they do one thing, they'll always tell you what that person does. Mm-hmm. But if you do a bunch of things it's like so confusing for the world that someone can do different things and they're like I don't know what he does what 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 do you do and now you name the things like yeah hey, I know you do that and that but what do you do it's like but you just I just you just agreed with the things you know I do so it's like what, what like how do you not um and I think it's just like a weird concept for people to understand that you can um as I say do more than one thing but what um what sorry I know you want to go and go Yeah for just it. but people try and box you Yeah yeah exactly Do you know what I mean Yeah. it's it's uh, I don't know. There's two arguments to it. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. But do you no, want to finish no, no. off? Yeah. It's, I'm, it's, I'm just saying culturally, it's easier for people to feel safe around people who when they can box them in something. Yeah. But like, I think a lot of people like, I think I'm just always very careful of celebrating any mediocrity. And it's something we all do so well, mm. you know, celebrating that. And um, I just, just want to want to keep doing better and not be uh mediocre and, and up until now I still think I'm pretty damn mediocre and how do I get better and push the boundaries because there's so much more out there um and I was going to say to you that you know if you ask someone what does um who's Mops Opnyani you're like oh shit you don't know Mops he does this he's on top on uh, top billing he does this and he um he did this for, on this show you uh, you might have seen him in some ad campaigns with this or he did this with Samsung or whatever you'll rattle off whatever you know but like what does that actually mean you know what does it actually mean doesn't define you uh, yeah but it but it also means nothing yeah so my thing that i'm working towards is um just like Elon Musk or something we're like oh You don't know Mops? He smoked weed on No, no, that's not what Elon Musk done. Um it's like you don't know Musk in Musk. <laughs> you don't know Mops like oh shit, he did this. He's the guy who did that. You know like it's something that actually really matters. Something that perhaps changed people's lives and perspective and impacted in a big way um and paved a new way for different things. And I think it's really important for me where I'm constantly searching for that significance. Um and Yeah, I'll let you know if I think I'm close, but I'm That's really important. That's really interesting that word significance here. Yeah. 
So there's two things I want to say when I come back to significance. First thing I want to say is I don't think you'll ever regard yourself as successful. True or false? True. Okay. The second thing I'll say is that that significance part is actually what drives you. In other words, it's not ego necessarily, but Tony Robbins actually says that one of our human needs, values-wise, is significance. You've got uncertainty, certainty, significance, growth, et cetera, et cetera. But significance is one of those things. And the six of them, of which everyone, everyone listening to us right now, is motivated or driven primarily by one which leads and then followed up by another. So it's like significance and certainty or significance and uncertainty. And I think that for me is such a big deal because I don't think if, and I'm speaking for you and I apologize for this, but I don't think you've ever thought of yourself as being driven by significance. True or false? Being driven. I've never thought of myself as being driven. Yeah. So I'm super intuitive and I'm super aware of myself mm. and, um, I, I, I do quite often think of myself being driven by significance. Really? Do yeah, you? Yeah, Fuck, yeah. That's awareness though, right? Yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah. through that. Like I'm, um, I'm, uh, I'm constantly conscious of me and my thoughts because I've mm. got a super, um, like annoyingly busy and, and uh, complex mind that I have to always figure out ways of quietening it and figuring out why and literally will try and compartmentalize things or dr draw them out and write them down and then realize, oh shit, I'm thinking that, 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 because this is what I'm after. Mm. And the yeah. equal sign on the other side is significant. So right now I'm doing all the addition mm. to get to that point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I constantly am actually thinking about it. Do you meditate? Um, now and again, and then, and then I snap out of it uh, mm. and I snap out of the habit of it. Uh, but sometimes it's very necessary. You know, mm. I, I did this thing a while ago where I try to wake up every morning and just meditate for 10 minutes before touching your phone, before doing it. Well, <laughs> just found, oh, I gave myself away there. Before touching your phone, um, <laughs> I, I said before touching his phone. Um, <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> I hate for you to find out like this. Um, <laughs> before touching my phone. Okay. My bed. You can touch my phone. By myself. <laughs> um, Most mornings, Maps touches my phone first. <laughs> I mean, that would be weird, right? An invasion of privacy. Um, so, <laughs> so before touching my phone or anything, because we've become so robotically tuned into that, right? We literally just like... Yeah, no. Emails and all of that, blah, blah, blah. But if you can try to get a few things in before that... Like a huge thing is, a huge thing, and it sounds ridiculous, is drinking a glass of water is the first thing you do when you get up. And then yeah. quietening your mind and even just staring up at the ceiling is important before doing anything. Thinking about um, the day before again or the night before and then what's lined up for the day, mm. what your game plan is, mm. and then how you're going to attack that and make the most of that. Because I'm all about also a huge thing for me is I always set up my productivity list for the day. Um, not so much like a to-do list. Like, how can I be as productive as possible? Um, I always mention uh, that it's become this cool trend over the years to be busy. You know, everyone's just busy. You know, busy like, being oh, busy. Man, exactly. I'm oh, just so busy. Uh, dude, Jeepers, you, yo, you won't believe the, the night I had. I went to bed at 3 a.m. Bro, I went to bed at 3.30, bro. I'm like, I'm so tired like, actually no i got the time wrong i actually went to bed at four um and it's like this competition to be busy and it's absolutely pointless you know um i think of like conversations i've had in the past of how a lot of those people who are so busy uh you know you'll speak to 
uh, certain CEOs or whatever, and they'll speak about how their people will just have smoke break after smoke break after smoke break, and they're complaining about the amount of work that they're getting, but they're not being productive with their time. Mm. Um, and nothing against smokers, but like if you, uh, so when, no. when, I, <laughs> when I, when I, <laughs> when I had sort of taken a, when I actually spoke to um, a certain um, CEO, business owner, he did a, he checked how long the average smoke breaks were um, from his staff. So he got them to like check into this like little campus um, and they had to check in and out. And on average, how long per day did you think people were taking smoke breaks for collectively? Uh, you mean the whole team? No, no, no. One, oh, one person, person yeah. on average. Um, I would say an, an hour. So on average per day, three hours. What? Yeah. So now you fired. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if you're like in that corporate context... You know, when there's like a big team where you can sort of go under the radar. Well, it's an and excuse, dude. I'm sorry, but most of those people are so uninspired. But when you yeah. absolutely, but when your work is piling up, and you have so much work, and you're complaining about how much work you have, but you've now what five five working days? You've now lost out on 15 hours where you could have been productive. And I'll be nice. You could have had a couple smoke breaks, so 14 and a half hours where you could have been productive <laughs> for the whole week. Um, you've screwed yourself, and that compiles over the year. I was going to say 52 weeks, but this isn't Asia. Um, <laughs> so like over like 49 weeks of work, or 50, I guess, um, you've ended up, I'm not going to do the maths. So now? <laughs> how, how many hours of work a year do you lose out on from smoking? So now his mom doesn't know. After 50 weeks, <laughs> after 50, what's 50 times 15? 750 hours. Of work, if if you had to be that literal about it, mm. even even if you cut it down to if I'm being if even if I'm exaggerating, let's say one hour, you know you've lost out on five hours in a week, um, and then you compile that over fifty weeks, that's two hundred fifty hours, you know, and you think about people like Michael Phelps who use it in a positive light now, how the average swimmer would train about six hours a day. He would always make sure he trained seven or eight hours a day because if he added two more hours to training every single time, he had that massive advantage over like a 45-week training schedule of 90 more hours on that person. And that is massive. It's a big deal, dude. I mean, like, I, I, time is the one thing that we all have equally. I don't care if you're Bill Gates, billionaire, or whether you're Maps or Snell or Matt Brown or Mav or Q. Like, time is the only thing that we have. Yeah. And it's like... If you, it's true though, right? If you do an extra hour more a day than yeah. your competitor, like you will win. Like, yeah, or you'll absolutely. be fucking, you'll be causing such a headache for your competitors because you are more productive. You're yeah. executing harder. Yeah. And I think what's quite interesting and that um, I find intimidates people sometimes that are in the industry with me is that like I, I always appreciate what people are doing, but I don't really give a shit what they're doing. Like, I'm just doing my thing. <laughs> You're you know? swimming in your own lane. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just focused on that. And they're like, shit, how, do, how did you do that? How did you do that? And I did, I'm like, I don't know, just, I was just working and it just happened. It was and just me like, living my life. Yeah. <laughs> while you were, well, while you were proud to announce you, oh, sorry. Um, like, whatever it was, like, there's, there's this huge thing of like, I'm, I'm proud to announce, like every little thing, you know, there's some things like, absolutely, like you must be proud to announce. But if you're too focused on like, the next thing you're going to announce, um, then like, you 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 just like it's like it becomes a competition. I guess the social media thing as well, to see who's who's got the the longer checklist than than the next person. Um, but rather just focus on just like how good how good you can be. Yeah. So on that bombshell, let's talk about social media and influence. So let's play a game of true or false. 
Is there a jingle? Alrighty. Oh, no, Mav, jingle. are you not playing the jingle today? Just play something. True or false? True or false? No. Yes. <laughs> play it, Mav. Play it, Mav. There we go. That's much better. True or false? This is so cool. This is totally true or false. All right. <laughs> okay, so Noel's going to ask us, or no, not ask us, say a statement. You're going to go true or false, and we can double down on some of the reasoning. Let's go. Cool. So, true or false? Anyone can become an influencer. Yeah, true. That's why it's so false. lame. False. Disagree. Do you want to know why? Think Not about really. it. Okay, I, Carol. I next question. Like I really don't care. No, <laughs> no I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, but I don't think anyone can be. Look, from Dude, a personality like, you have, perspective, not no, everyone. Yeah, exactly. Is. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you have to remember that with social media now, if you have access to social media, whatever it is that you're doing you're immediately like your own billboard and stuff, right? So now you're own your, 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 your own brand. And if you actually tried hard enough, if you actually cared to do it, you could actually do it. I suppose you have to go back a step and say, well, what is an influencer? Because like I can go to Fiverr and buy a million Twitter followers. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, they, and there you go, Matt Brown's got a million followers, but are you an influencer because of the number of people? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, you're not. You're not, yeah, exactly. But remember like... You can also be a micro-influencer, right? That's another thing. Yes, please. There yeah. we go. Cool. So, like, if, if, I'm, if I am Sunil and um, I influence a community of smokers... Um, <laughs> Cats out the bag, man. Like, just with her mates that are following her and, like, dig what she does, that's influence if they are starting to do the same thing she does because of her decision. Um, and the, her choices and stuff because she does it so in such a cool way. Well, in this case, her decision to stop smoking, right? Yeah, yeah, it could be that. Um, but I, like, <laughs> that's influence. But in terms of like a brand way, you know, that's another thing together. Yeah. But I, in in the very, I think in the very essence of influence, that's what it is. Go. Cool. Second question: An influencer is the same as being a brand ambassador or a brand advocate? False. It can be, but it's false. Yeah. What is the distinction in your world? Um, I guess, I guess if you if, if you're working for a brand or you're an ambassador and you're contracted to them, um, then you you know you you're the ambassador, you're the spokesperson. An influencer is just like someone who comes off the bench essentially and can just come in as reinforcements to give them extra. Um, you know, extra exposure, whatever it might be. But when you're at the epicenter of it as the ambassador or advocate where they need you to drive it, um, it's very different. To, but it, it can coexist, but it's not necessarily the same. To be successful as an entrepreneur, you need to be an influencer. False. Agree with you. Yeah. You need a large following to become an influencer? False. Absolutely false. So no. Come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brands uh, need to tell influencers what to say. False. Huge false. <laughs> Huge false. Why don't you take orders? <laughs> <laughs> like my number one rule, if um, I'm working with a brand and uh, they would like me to try and influence or whatever. Firstly, it's like, 
I'm not going to work with your brand unless I actually go out to the shop and buy your brand. That's a huge thing for me. Like I have to actually really? love your brand. I don't care how much money you're offering me. If I don't like your brand and I wouldn't go out and use your brand, then it's inauthentic of me to try and speak about it. And it's people aren't stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's not believable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of a sudden I'm promoting Q, um, Mayo. <laughs> Mayo. Mayo. Or like, um, let me try to think of a white version of that. Um, uh, I don't know what the Indian version is. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, some things will never be explained on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Well, let's, let's take it from the perspective of like, if I get a huge offer from Pip, people aren't going to believe that. I shop you definitely Pip. don't shop there. And there's a huge incongruent <laughs> link um, of the fact that like this guy's been on GQ covers, but he shops at Pip. <laughs> it's like it, there's a it's a, there's a dis there's a disjuncture there, um, and you need to honestly like you just need to be true to yourself. I always try to be aspira- as as aspiration as possible. I started back in the day modeling for brands like Pip and Jet mm. and Ackmans and Eckers. But what I've tried to show with every next thing I've done, it's had to show progression. Mm. And I can't take a step back no matter how much money. I, I've, I was once offered a ton of cash. I won't say the amount of money from a smoking brand, actually. Can you, can um, you mention the figures? Um, like six, so, seven. So this is like five, five or so, well, four years ago. And it was a, a high, high-end six-figure. Um, amount of money, uh, literally like almost just seven. And they said, look, we, we, we know you don't smoke, but can we get you to just take a box of cigarettes and just place it on the table when you go somewhere and, you know, in, in, encourage people to, you know, use our brand if they're going to smoke. And it's just like, it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's not happening. Um, and for me, it's like, I can make a, at that time as well. It's like, I need this cash. I can make a ton of cash from now, but why would I go and drive my future well? Because I'm clearly a person who is, who can be untrusted with the things that they um, promote or about the lifestyle that they lead. Mm. Um, and I always just try to be as honest as possible when things are good and when things are shit and when I'm really sucking at something and when I feel like that about it and when it's uh, tough and when it's easy and when it requires work and when it doesn't, you know. But we're always showing the end when it's all just amazing. The yeah, whole time. of course. That's I'm, I'm renovating my house right now, for example. Uh-huh. I mean, somebody to shut up when I... No, do you go. I can yeah. go on. Um, and people always just end up showing the, the home that they live in, you know. Mm. And um, With filters. Yeah, absolutely. And and celebrities will um also like take it angles that make it look like it's this big mansion or um you but people always end up thinking that's how it is. So I have this house in Craigle Park, this apartment in Craigle Park. It's a hundred and oh hundred square meters, hundred and ten square meters. And I've gone through the whole Insta story process on Instagram right now of me of like how it looked super old in the sixties, uh built in the sixties, still sort of like very average, dead um, kind of environment. And I've smashed the walls and it's been a horrible process, but it's also been fun and everything. And now it's done. And But like it shows that 
you know, these things take time and you need to put a lot of work into it. And this is how you end up making it look like this. And just like you who might have a normal place, you who's watching this right now, um, who might have a perfectly average normal place, um, like I do, you, it just depends what you do with it. Um, and um, this is what's required to, to, to make it a home. And I've just wanted a home and I've got nothing to prove to anyone. That's another big thing. You can get so much done when you actually realize that you know, you've got nothing to prove any, to anyone because at the end of the day, no one actually at the end of the day really cares. Yeah. No, they don't. Like, as soon as you realize that people really don't give a shit mm. at the end of the day, um, then you'll get a whole lot more done because then you'll spend less time trying to, yeah. you know, impress or, or please them. Absolutely. Dude, what you're basically saying is like, you got to be true to yourself, right? So if you had taken the money and I, I can't like underscore that point around cash, cash is not going to get you anywhere. It's a byproduct of your internal motivations, right? Like every, not, I've interviewed billionaires in four continents, like world champion boxers, blah, 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 like the best high performance and uh, performers rather in business and just in media and what have you. And not a single one of them chase money, not yeah. one ever yeah. and so if you had taken that money the, the thing that would have happened was that that would have stuck with you yeah you would have been the guy that sold out to tobacco when tobacco clearly wasn't exactly popular within societal norms yeah. right yeah and i probably would have started smoking really <laughs> well i mean that would have been so sad right I probably would have forced you, right? <laughs> clause 23 so stressed <laughs> must smoke one pack a day yeah. <laughs> sorry personal Oh, last question. <clears throat> Statements. Okay. Influencer marketing beats any other form of marketing. Influence marketing beats any other form of marketing. I mean, that's such a blanket term. Um, that means you, like mean, you can't, you can't like it's, it's, it's neither true nor false, but it can um, because now people believe in um, the stories and the, you know, the, general authentic numbers around them that engage with a certain product um, and how it can relate to them. And it's, I think gone are the days when just by being a certain person or just by being a certain brand and relying on your brand's reputation that you can keep selling your products without losing uh, market share. Um, and now you really need to look at sort of that multi-layered um way of marketing and influence marketing plays a massive role i think um but also it doesn't it's not also the the only way there's different ways where you can market in a massive way yeah cool uh is it time for uh, injustice league it's time for the injustice league in three two one so that last one is trolls <laughs> okay cool so um what is your one Injustice that you see in the world today that you wish as a human race we could just abolish? Um, yeah, look, there's, there's a few things, but my, my personal passion is uh, youth and education. So I think um, not being able to have access to quality education purely because of your financial standing or your background is completely unfair. Like, imagine the amount of potential that you could unearth within people. Um, and how much you could advance society if everyone could actually get really good access to education, if they um, were willing to, to show that they had the work. The unicorn! Yeah! So, yeah, I know. I knew you would um, love the unicorn, dude. So, so um, yeah, I mean, even, even as far as, like, sustainable development goals go, um, 
the SDGs and everything. Quality education is, a, I think, a very big one. And especially because of how far you can advance your life if you do have a quality education and um, how much ammo that gives you to unlock certain parts of you and certain parts of the world to advance both you and possibly the world. Well, information and knowledge are two things that will never go out of style. Absolutely. Uh -huh. And your haircut. Exactly. Jeez, dude. It's just a Maybe your tattoo. Grade. I'm kidding. Um, Alrighty, cool. Oh, hey, dude. That was below I'm the joking, belt. I'm joking. I'm joking. I love your tattoos. Dude. You know how much pain I have to go to to get these tattoos? The stars done. and like the Maoris and stuff, but you're good. You're good. I'm good. Thanks. No tribals or anything. Okay, cool. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk off set now because after Andy Rice's last bat swinging expedition in the studio, oh, uh, people nearly died. Oh, it was heavy, bro. Please move that cup out the way. Sorry. Phones. Okay, but you can put your mic down. Um, and so this is uh, your opportunity to take that back right over there. And we have a uh, pencil unicorn in the studio. No, Sonal, you must just take one for the team, dude. You're going to smash this this little unicorn here with a baseball bat. see what you've learned so far. What color are the unicorns? This is, it's just, it's just for ambiance, my friend. Duck down here. <laughs> Just go, yeah. yeah. Go, go, go. Smile. Oh, there was the jet. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got it. We'll get it. We've got it. Sorry. That, that unicorn is officially dead. <laughs> the unicorn survived. Grab your mic, baby. Oh my God. <laughs> Savages, I tell you. <laughs> oh my goodness, I've never done that. Ever. Oh, that was hilarious. I'm hoping these whiteboard markers don't work and oh, they dry it up. My laptop, stuff. Please, please. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my God, it's getting better and better. Are we about to see a replay of it? Is that what oh, we're doing? Wow, that oh, was no. amazing. Sorry. <laughs> it was just playing that. That was amazing. You smashed that thing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so the the you smash that thing part, not that that was hilarious. Um, she definitely didn't say that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, talk about um, research you mentioned earlier on. So, um, I've got your Twitter page up here, um, and you've got this. Oh, I was going to change that yesterday. Damn it! Not using it again. No, no you see, you see. So, you've got. You, I'm going to quote you, and then um, let's just get out. So, basically, uh, being surrounded by a group of friends that all inspire and motivate each other, with the sole purpose of truly wanting to see one another win, that's invaluable. Yeah. Can you explain? more about your sentiments around that? I think over the years, like one of the best things about growing up is as we kind of have spoken about, touched on that, you, you care less and less. Um, and then you start to realize the things that really matter and the types of relationships you invest yourself into end up being what really matter that you take away with you from life, right? And the, the experiences that you have with those people is what really matters. Not not material things, not wealth, um, not fame, not any of that. Um, and it's such a beautiful thing because it's so hard to find when, as I say, when you're as curious as I am, you want people to be able to like fuel that fire, fan that flame, um, for you to be able to, to be as, as good as you can be. And when you can sort of 
be reciprocal about that. Um, it's amazing what you can create. And I'm all about collaboration as well. Um, and I think a lot of time we want to go at it alone and we want to show how, um, you know, we're just so much bigger and better than this person and everything. But imagine what we could really do um, if we all had that mindset of just wanting to do it together and push each other to be better. And I think, you know, there's this other thing in my mind always that I tweeted like six years ago, which immediately kept my feet on the ground was and and also helped me identify who I had around me a whole lot more often was basically the fact that the people that end up being your friends, so how, how I pick my friends and the people I keep close to me, um, are through asking myself, who's going to be there? Who's still going to be there when you've lost everything? And as soon as you know who that is, those are the people you keep around. Mm. And those are the people you, you did this life journey thing with. Because yeah. uh, it becomes clearer and clearer, um, you know, who's in it for what and mm. um, whether they'll be around in certain situations. Mm. And um, you just start culling them completely when they're not there for it's you. It's liberating though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, it's so liberating. Mm. Cheapers. Mm. My freaking WhatsApp is already out of control. So I'm like, I'm get rid of that stuff. Like, like, hey, how you doing? Dude, we don't chat. I don't know why you're even trying. Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> you know, like I prefer that kind of thing. Um, one thing, I remember this one time, and I swear I'm a nice person, but was, uh, I hate the whole like, hey, let's let's do lunch or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't, say stuff like that, like, unless we're going to do it. Um, and unless I have a better, a better angle too, like let's do lunch is kind of, it just tells me we're not going to do lunch. Um, <laughs> um, and like, there's one guy from school. Um, and you know, that, that's the other thing the people who like come out of the woodwork as like, we were <laughs> friends when we really weren't, but it's like, let's do lunch. And I'm like, why? 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 Why would we do that? Like, dude, like it's good to see you again, and I'm glad you're doing well. Um, you know, I'm glad you're alive. Um, but like, there's nothing. There's nothing we need to catch up on, right? Life's so, kiff when you're alive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's nothing we need to catch up on. Um, it's great to see you. I'd love to see you around. But yeah, man, times times limited. Let's let's not. Um, so yeah, it, but some you know, some people get it. Sometimes they don't. And I actually have so much more respect for you if you get it. Like, it's like, oh, cool. Fair enough, dude. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, going back to your original point about relationships, it's about being open, right? Yeah. I find a lot of people are closed. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like there's seemingly not enough. You yeah. know? And so you think that the world is scarce when actually there's a world of abundance. And, you know? And so because you think it's scarce, you close yourself off to relationships yeah because you for whatever reason think that oh this guy's gonna steal my acting gig or my fashion shoots or Dude, you know i'm just like steal it bro like uh, <laughs> bro come like just come steal it like i yeah. I, I i love that like it's like I, I love putting people on um or getting places with people or if it's stolen i'm like great you were obviously better for it mm. like if if you really are good at what you do um, then you shouldn't be intimidated by someone coming around and taking, then, then like if, if someone can still come around and take your job or whatever, mm. then that was your expiry date for your job. Or that's when you stop working as hard as you should have at your job, mm. because then they are now seen as the same or better than you. So like if anything, it's motivating. Mm. Um, and that's why I love, you know, getting involved as much mentorship as possible and giving people as, 
many contacts as they need and and try help out as much as i can too so um it's always fun it's always spurs me on it's always um it's always encouraging dude one more twitter <laughs> one more twitter thing i so i have to ask you tweeted a new chapter has begun and i couldn't be happy at this moment it's a beautiful thing when it all falls into place i wish you all the same you didn't actually tell us or anyone of your 700,000 followers what the fuck that was about. So I'm going to ask you <laughs> to get the scoop. Firstly, I'm pregnant. Are Secondly, you? Wow. 929, I think. What? <laughs> um, uh, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, 930,000. Um, Holy shit, dude. Are you excited about the seven-figure mark? Uh, yeah, that would be fun. How It'll did you be, go from 700 like, to 900? I just love the That's... idea of possibly getting there without being a slay queen. Um, <laughs> I um... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I wouldn't clap. I'm at MCM. It's the same thing. Uh, um, I have no idea what you just asked me. Oh, so the new chapter. Yeah, what is that? Um, fuck, bro. Adulting, man. I always... Uh, and it actually, I'm not going to get into the story, but it actually makes me quite emotional. Please. Um, we, emotion's good, man. We are human, after all. No. So, Be open um, to your feelings. <laughs> so I... I've been nomadic for as long as I can remember. And you know, I was always sort of moving from place to place. And when I moved out of the family nest, like I think I've moved house, like I've moved, I think I was like nine times. And it's just been like exhausting. And I've always just wanted to eventually get to a point where I could have a house um, that I could end up making to a place that I envisioned with all attributes of me and didn't cut any corners and made this amazing sanctuary that I could finally call my home that inspired me to come home every day and motivated me to want to be there and take off that energy and, and do better and nest there, not always hiding or running away from it because it was so cold and didn't do anything for me. I was avoiding the people that I was living with or whatever it is, you know, because mm -hmm. that all happens and I'm OCD and I like things a certain way. And when people are untidy and everything, it's all stressful. And when you come back from traveling nonstop and you come back to a space that is just like, even like worse in terms of energy, then it's just like it's draining, man. Mm. And I've been reading, renovating my place, and yesterday it uh, was finally done. Really? It was finally done. So now I'm just doing like the final bits. And I walked in because uh, they banned me from it for like a month. I couldn't see it because I was really full of shit. I was like, yeah, I come in, I'd be like, out. what about that? And like, we spoke about this, and oh, that corner's not done. It's like, I promise it will be done, it'll be done. Like, and, and, and that. When are you going to put, well, we need to put towels there. There are no towels yet. The towels are coming. And the, so like, <laughs> then I was just like, wait until, and I walked in and it was like literally taken exactly from my mind of like my dream sure. pad, my dream space. And I genuinely like have been so emotional since then just thinking about it because like I think of the journey of like, I remember when I moved to Cape Town in 2013 where I was pursuing to be able to make a name for myself there as well because Joburg was, was going quite well. And I just like stuck to my guns and um, worked as hard as I could to be, uh, you know, whatever it was. And I, I also um, I joined an agency to like make some good money. And I joined this agency and immediately I was doing some international jobs because Cape Town is great to be able to step into that onto that international platform. Whereas Joburg, you can do a lot of work, but you always sort of stay in SA. Mm -hmm. um, but in Cape Town, there's a bigger chance of getting um, picked you know, up. Picked up, yeah. And within like a month, I'd already done like my first international gig and two months on the line, another one, and then another one. I'd done like five in the end, and they're like also like 
brands like Nivea USA as well, um, and Volkswagen Germany, whatever. And my agency there um, screwed me. What? In the end. Uh, there was always an excuse about why I hadn't been paid and this and that. And after like 10 months of being there, I didn't get, I didn't see a cent. I was Whoa. completely screwed over. And I, it was a really tough time. And I remember when I'd moved to Cape Town, it started off as a tough time um, because I was couch surfing with, uh, on mates' couches. And um, when, a, when a mate wouldn't be around, I wouldn't be able to couch surf without sleep in my car to make it work out um, and trying to save cash and everything. And finally, as I was like finding my feet and everything, and then finally having a place and everything and expecting money to come in, it didn't happen. And then eventually I moved back to Joburg and carried on the hustle. But Stuff like that just used to always frustrate me so much. And now to be able to have like a fully decked out place that is just like, you know. It's a coming of age, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And I look back at that experience and it, uh, there's so many things like that where stuff like that happens. And I'm like, I'm so glad it happened because I learned from it. And I, I wish it didn't happen in that way, but also learned so much from it. And it's something that made me so much more of a stigler when it came to business and my contracts. And now like... You cannot fuck with me, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I'm super sort of um, pedantic about what I put in place um, and contractually speaking and agreements and everything. And it's made me a whole lot sharper where mm -hmm. maybe I would have been burnt even more if I had to learn about it in a, at a later stage. But, you know, when I was still quite young then and that happened, I couldn't even like, get lawyers for it because it was going to cost me more eventually mm -hmm. to pay for the lawyers. And I also couldn't really afford it at the time either. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Dude, it's 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 vindication of your efforts. Absolutely, you know. And, and so, and also just like like I mean, to, to, those, to those to those people, um, and I'm always like super respectful, and you know, and understand you need to do what you need to do, and I would never um, wish any ill on them. Um, but I lie. Fuck you guys. <laughs> um, and but I do wish you the best. <laughs> So, dude, just on vindication, I got a random mail this morning from some startup in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. And um, essentially, they were like, um, hey, man, we've got this new podcast data tool. So I was like, oh, that's really interesting because podcast data is like literally non-existent. I mean, I've done some research, but fundamentally, you, there's nothing cool and sexy in terms of data-led stories to tell. Anyway, I got this um, email from this dude, and I ran my show through his um, – through his uh, service and basically the data just on vindication right so i never knew this right but this show has consistently been in the top 20 podcasts in the country for over a year oh wow uh reached the number one spots in management and marketing on 13 different occasions oh wow uh-huh and it's currently ranked in the top 100 shows in the world in that oh. category Wow. Uh -huh. Nice. Good job, dude. Dude, and I never That's knew amazing. that. And you know what because podcasting is very lonely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and just doing your thing as an entrepreneur is lonely, yeah. right? And so when you get feedback like that, and how, no, however it, this, it manifested for me like that, and you, your house had manifested for you. No, that's beautiful. Dude. But for entrepreneurs, however that manifests for you, it's like you have to celebrate that shit. No, absolutely. Because yeah, yeah. you don't. Like, I don't. You meet entrepreneurs who do rad shit. Like Mike Sharman launched a sports marketing agency today. Yeah. You know I mean? like yeah. Congratulations. Congrats did that with Mikey, Brian yeah. Abana and um, Yeah, Brian Abana uh, and Ben. Yeah, ben Ben's Kopinski. old Metamon. We used to yeah. DJ together. In another no life. way. Yeah, dude. I was in, a badass. In, in, in the Cape? Or, or uh, yeah, no, he's in Joburg, dude. Okay, cool. But I DJ. I had a red label for like six years in Europe and whatever. So I've done a lot of bad shit. Which shall not be spoken about. But um, nice, but like you got to celebrate that stuff, yeah. you know. And to your earlier point, like stop taking it so seriously. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's important to stop and smell the roses along the way and really be as present as possible. Honestly, like the next thing that's that's coming, the new big trend is going to be meaningful. Um, sorry, um, mindfulness and and um, uh, being present. And that's going to be the next like trend of humans because we're all like here, right, with our phones. <laughs> so, like, watch it over the next. Don't say it and tell you. Like over the next five years, you'll see it's going to be a huge thing. Mindfulness. And if you want to start a business in that, that's where you'll make your cash. Um, <laughs> mindfulness and being present. If you can like package that into a product, um, it will be very successful. Or conversation, by the way, because this whole conversation, conversation has actually been podcast, about yeah. mindfulness, if you think about it. Absolutely, in every mm-hmm. single way. And it's something that I just try and make habitual in every single way. Um, yeah. Math, so I want to wrap up. Just some questions from our YouTube audience. Uh, if we can, Q, off you go. Hey, Mbali. Hey, Sorry, Mbali. I swore. Why, why are you saying, hey, you're not Mbali? No, <laughs> I'm like, no, hey, Mbali. No, She's no, like, no, hey. Hello, Mbali. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mbali from YouTube wants to know, how do you keep a high profile on social media? How do I keep a ho- uh, high profile, profile on social media? It's the accents. I know I queried her once about that. Wow. Um, <laughs> how do I keep a high profile on social media? I, see, that's a good question. I I don't know. I just like, I will speak about what I'm interested in and um, make the things I'm doing as fun as possible. And then hopefully people find them interesting enough to want to follow and be about, I guess. Yeah, I just I just try to be, and that's cliche, but as me as much as possible in the way that I know. And I know I'm a bit like, a bit awkward and geeky and stuff, but I've like grown into that. And it's something that's become um, become a cool thing for me. And you've grown into your head too. So yes, congratulations. Especially, yeah. Um, I mean, the jury was out of that. The, the public jury. Yeah. The, way, the reason <laughs> I wear hats because it cuts it in half, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, it ends here. And like all the way up here, Rihanna, I love you. You have the same problem. All right. <laughs> okay. The next question from Nicole. Um, when can from we... Ex- Nicole. 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 Yeah. Oh. When can we expect to see you on our screens again? When can you expect to see me on your screens? I mean... I'm on your screens now and again on top billing. Um, and movies? Uh, movies. Are you Actually, movies? I'm uh, going to be producing my first movie um, at Whoa. the start of next year with Akin Omotoso. He'll be directing it. Awesome. And we've got a big movie coming up. Um, and then I'm working on some stuff in the States, which you'll see quite soon. And I might start a pretty rad YouTube channel that I'm just I'm thinking about it. I want to cool. have a lot of fun with that. We should chat. Yeah. And then um, if you go to at M Mapunyani on Instagram <laughs> and you just expand your phone, you'll see me on your screen right there. Um, yeah, but hopefully, hopefully, hopefully soon. Oh, okay. Uno Lundu, um, what advice do you have for young people who wants to be influencers and look up to you? Yeah, don't want to be an influencer, I'd say. Um, like... It's a tough thing. To, I don't know. I, don't, I also don't want to encourage people to be and like I hate being to. I hate being referred to as that. To be honest, um, I think it's like so. Um, what's the word? I think it's um, it's like a bit of a non. It's a vanity it's like metric, a, right? Yeah, it is a vanity metric, and, yeah. and it's sad but that people like aspire to that. But I think because there's so much. But no, the word's not sad. The word's not sad. I, I think it's. I think it's become. Something that's like, just with so many other cool things that you could do, um, I don't find it as one of the, 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 yeah, I think people are after it because of 
what comes with the cool things essentially and like free shit and stuff which I actually turned down most of the time because it just like clutters everything mm-hmm. um, and I, there's no use for a lot of it um, but I think just like figure out what you are um, good at and what you really enjoy and think of how you can harness that so if you like really like no, 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 if you really like cars, for example, and you just start posting about cars and learn more about cars and post stats on, on cars and how they perform and everything, you'd be an amazing anomaly because they're looking, how rare is it to find um, really well-knowledged um, female car enthusiasts? Women love cars, but how much detail do women know about cars where they go in-depth and everything? And you end up being the go-to person who creates that market where people want it from a female perspective and can actually back it. And, you know, find those things where you can be a niche in that and be an authority in that people will come to you for it. And that's how you become an influencer. Oh, okay. Ulysha asks, how do you stay fit? How do I stay fit? Um, fit in what way? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how do I say fit? It's actually, it's uh, Is it I, the green tea? Huh? Is it the green tea? Is it the green tea? Well, you know, I actually, I <laughs> probably is part of it, but I just generally enjoy green tea. It's not because it's like a fit thing. Um, I try eat as well as possible. Um, you know, I try not blatantly eat guck, but I also do indulge in that. Um, and then I try and get as many, I try to get like 30 minutes every other day of exercise in, or if, if it's in a good week, I'll try to get, you know, three or four days. And that, that helps. All you need is just 30 minutes, you know? Um, and that kind of discipline and consistency, making that habitual is how you start getting fit. I started gym um, for the first time properly in January. I weighed 95 kilograms. First of January. Really? It was my, it was my, um, uh, New Year's resolution, like everyone does. Oh, I'm going to start exercise, whatever. And between 1st of January and the 10th of March, I 14th of March, I beg your pardon, I lost um, 17 kilograms. That's and insane. And got into like, you know, the shape of my life. And now I've just like kept changing the targets and now I'm having fun with it. Um, but as soon as it starts happening, you get addicted to it and you make the gaps and you make the time. And even though there's no time a lot of the time, um, you, you start to desire it because it's become habitual and you, you make it work into what you do and then you start to enjoy it. Because the hardest thing is enjoying going to the gym and enjoying going for a run and stuff. But once you start to figure out ways that make it fun for you, then it's something that you want to do because you realize the benefits, you know, the endorphins flowing and your mind being clear and, um, you know, you being able to focus better. And then you're like, geez, I actually need this to, to keep coping it's another way of meditating it totally is if you want to get out of your head get into your body absolutely mm-hmm. yeah and the last question wayne asked can we expect any closing Jeez, you've got so many people watching this sorry oh, okay cool <laughs> wayne asked can we expect any closing that or my mom's you? under her wayne her wayne account <laughs> sorry <laughs> again again okay. yeah wayne asked can we expect any clothing line from you ah wayne um yeah you can actually you can. I'm. I already know what it's going to be called. Maybe I can like slip it out. Um, Do it. So for many years now, I was always going to start a brand under this name, and it would basically cascade into different brands um, of like different things. And I've always wanted to start a clothing brand or brand as a whole that describes me. That will probably. I plan on establishing maybe in like three years time and it's going to be called cartography because Kato is a map 
origin Greek, and obviously graphy of something is the making of something. Cartography is the making of maps. We look forward to seeing that come to life. Maps. One Thank last you, one last question for you, dude. Why do you do what you do? Because I love it. I mean. Because I love it. I, I, I don't do anything unless I really enjoy it and I love it. And it uh, allows me to, I mean, I, I love the fact that it's not routine. I love that it's unpredictable. I love that it has so many ups and downs. Um, I love that sometimes it's not going to work out. I mean, right now I'm going to go MC a gig, for example. And, you know, I'm, it's something I, have, I haven't been given a single thing. And they're not really that prepared either. I hope you're watching this. Um, <laughs> and, it's going to um, be a bombshell. And like, I start at five o'clock and I have to quickly run on stage and they're going to give me what I need to do. And then I need to just be as convincing as possible that I know everything that I'm on about. And I've done my research and stuff. But, you know, I can never let them not doing their job affect how well I do my job. So I think I love the challenge of always like being kept on my toes with all of that um, to, to, to just like keep being able to be adaptable and versatile with all the curveballs that you're thrown at, uh, thrown at in life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, have what a pleasure. You're going to have this podcast saved, eh? Yeah, totally, man. Jeez, so, bro, there's so many quotable quotes. In I know. Shit. We'll go to town in it, Damn, dude. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Especially so for now, me. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Great. <laughs> but uh, genuinely, dude, mate. Thank you very much. absolute pleasure, bro. What an absolute pleasure. Thank you very pleasure. much. Um, from, um, of course... Matt and myself, Brown, uh, it was wonderful having you. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Matt and the Browns. <laughs> From Matt and the Browns. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Dude, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, keep, um, keep hustling. Keep hustling, yeah. Cool, brother. Cheers. Thank you. And now a word from the Daily Hustle. Today I want to talk to you about cement pulls. <laughs> You know, they often say, you know, when things are getting you down, you must take a cement pull and uh, harden the fuck up, right? Um, and I agree. You know, you should harden the fuck up, right? In fact, double down on that, mofo, because at the end of the day, what's it going to cost you, right? And this is the attitude of most entrepreneurs. It's just like we're going to keep going until we break ourselves, you know, success at all costs. And that's such a stupid, like, idea, right? It can't be success at all costs, you got to enjoy that process of becoming something, right? And doing what I'm doing right now, taking some time out to actually work on yourself. Because if you don't, and you do keep pursuing those cement pulls, uh, only one thing's going to happen and you're going to break. And let me tell you, I've been there. When you break, it's a very, very long road back. And that's my message to you guys. Very simply is this, look after yourselves. You know, as entrepreneurs, we don't pay enough attention to our, our mental health and our physical health. Um, and these are critical aspects of branding, right? And your personal brand at the end of the day. So think about that. This is Matt signing out. Thanks for checking out the Matt Brown Show, guys. And if you'd like to get the Kung Fu put in your ninja, check out digitalkungfu.co.za.
Ever wanted to become a best-selling author? Well, I'm in the influence business and I work with business owners and CEOs and business leaders to help them scale their influence. And we do this as a team by helping you to become a best-selling author, sought-after speaker and industry influencer in only 30 days. My team and I have developed a system that delivers a best-selling book and a launch campaign 300% faster and 50% less cost than anyone else in North America. This system is incredibly efficient. One of my clients Haiku went from a 2% share of voice globally to an 11% share of voice globally in only seven days. If you'd like more information, head on over to showworksmedia.com for more. That is showworks with an x.com. 